0: Hello and welcome to Curious City. My name is Letty, and I'm one of the co-founders of Curious Arts. This is a podcast all about encouraging people to get curious about what's going on creatively across the city. Um, I will be talking to a collection of individuals and organisations and companies that are making an impact and it's all about trying to encourage you to get off the sofa and get out into the world. Let's have a listen to who we're talking to today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Curious City. Um, This week, I'm talking to filmmaker and festival organiser Rob Nevitt, who is the founder and co-director of Sheffield's horror film festival, Celluloid Screams. Hello, Rob. Hi. Welcome to Curious.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You are welcome. So, right, this is exciting, isn't it? How and when did it all start, Celluloid Screams?
1: Um, It started uh, in... Round about, I think it was October two thousand and eight. I think we started doing. We did a series of screen, like one-off screenings at the showroom. Um, of horror, yeah, of horror films, of horror films yeah. Because that's always been. I mean, when you said where did it start, I wondered if we were going where did it all start.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think mm-hmm. I am saying that. So, okay. did you? You know, when did you discover this passion for horror?
1: <sighs> um, I think I had an older sister who. Kind of introduced me to various films and stuff. I, I think I had a phase of being into things like Ghostbusters and Gremlins and monstery stuff.
0: Yeah, really. So when I was a kid, thematically fairly dark for childhood.
1: Yeah, so I, I remember having uh the film Critters, which was a huge. Uh, do you know that one? Uh, yes, I do. Okay.
0: I found it extremely frightening. A I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm a total wimp. I'm a horror wimp.
1: That's, that's okay. I'm sorry. We can work with that. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I remember seeing that when I was eight, I think.
0: Gosh, that is quite young.
1: Because it when it came out on video, um, which would have been, yeah, it would have been around 87, 80, 86, 87. So, I, yeah, it would have been around seven or eight. And I remember it being the one that I wanted to get. And finally, my mom rented it. And I was like, yes, this is the this is the time. And it didn't disappoint.
0: But 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 weren't you scared? I
1: don't think I was. Not of that, no. Can you
0: just tell people who haven't seen the film what it's about?
1: Um, it's it was kind of unfairly pegged as a gremlin's ripoff, really. Because mm. it's basically the this race of aliens called the Krites. Um, hence it, they become critters because they land in, I think it's Kansas. They they crash land, they're escaped like um, intergalactic prisoners basically these little like they're basically like hedgehogs yes. that can fire like poisonous spines and they're just horrible little monsters that just create go, havoc yeah create havoc eat everything and anything
0: <laughs> sounds a bit like me <laughs>
1: me too actually yeah. um and yeah they crash land in a kind of rural small town in sort of middle america and uh, it's they're in sort of closely pursued by these two bounty hunters that can assume any um, appearance of... And they kind of... When they see uh, a, a human... Because they're basically like a kind of gooey, like green blob, really. And then they they see... Uh, I think one of them sees like a pop star who's like a bit... Kind of a little bit like Sting. Presumably they couldn't get Sting because no. it's quite a low-budget film.
0: Right. They tried for Sting and that they got instead.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, one of them takes the, the form of, like, a pop star. So everybody thinks that it's this pop star with a massive gun, but he's actually an, an <laughs> alien I mean, bounty it's, hunter. It's,
0: it's, well, it's a pretty strong concept, isn't it? Oh, I
1: think so, yeah. Um,
0: but you didn't find it frightening?
1: Not at all. And no. your mum,
0: obviously, well, she rented the film for you. But yeah. did she have her reservations? Um, I, don't, I think
1: I, I, it must have been a process of attrition of wearing down
0: yeah gradual i'm gonna get that i part. want
1: this i want i want to see that can i see that can i see that and obviously i already had i already owned gremlins and ghostbusters so Same. this was like the next step but it, but it was the first kind of arguably the first sort of proper-ish horror film that i saw i think
0: have you ever watched something and thought i'm not gonna be able to sleep now or that is truly terrifying has anything ever really affected you or have you always been able to go that's just a film
1: um, I think it does happen from time to time. Um, I remember seeing the Blair Witch Project when that first came out, um, and I remember walking home because we they had it. I think they had it at the showroom a week earlier than the multiplexes were allowed to have it because they were still trying to keep up this facade of it being like a, a real found film.
0: Okay, yes, um, of course. I'd forgotten that about it. Yeah. It's a crucial factor though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So we saw it and obviously we knew that it, was, it wasn't it was real. But then I remember walking home and feeling a bit like, yeah, I'm, it's dark and there's woods. And it, you know, Uh-oh. even though, you know, we're, we're in a green city, which doesn't help with that, no, really. No, no. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was that one. Um, weirdly, a, a good anecdote of this, that summer, a friend of mine... Um, was doing camp america um because it came out here i think in the october and it came out in the states in like june yeah and uh, my friend was doing camp america that summer because it was like our first year of uni i think and uh, so she went doing that for the, the whole summer and a group of them went oh we'll go to the cinema tonight what should we see oh there's a ho- this horror film called the blow witch project they knew nothing about it because oh, it didn't have that hype that had built up over the months before it came here, and then she had to go and sleep in the woods with an open in an open-ended tent. <laughs> so I
0: mean, that is a, that is a school schoolboy era, isn't it?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Terrified. She, how I mean, I bet she didn't sleep for months, the she, whole summer. Uh,
1: yeah, I think. Well, she was kind of arguably as big a horror fan as me, right? Because um, I remember us do, doing a, a joint presentation on The Exorcist when we were at university, and and that <laughs> yeah. You've
0: got to talk more about that. How, how does that work? So what did you do at university?
1: Um, so I came to uni in Sheffield um, in 98 to do History of Art, Design and Film, was the course that I did at Salter Lane. Okay. Um, which is no longer there, sadly. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. Um, so I came to do that uh, and soon realised, I don't even think I'd got a grasp that film could be something that I could do. It, it was. It's weird. You
0: just thought you were always going to watch be a, be a watcher? I
1: think so, yeah. And so... I soon realised when I got onto that course, I was like, as much as I I have a, an affinity for like art history and design history, film is the thing that I'm into. So I kind of soon tailored the course a little bit as much as I could to 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 choose units that would be like the
0: film side, of things. film
1: related. Yeah, to the to the degree where at the end, I think in the third year they said if you choose one more unit that deviates any further outside of your degree then it you'll just get a general degree. I mean so really? it's like, yeah maybe I won't do that then I'll just go to the screenings of the hammer films instead and just <laughs> you know not do the units. Gosh. So um so yeah I did that. Um
0: And is that where you got into filmmaking? Yeah. Um
1: not really it was all theory at that point. Right, okay. Um So
0: what was the catalyst? I think
1: I after I graduated my degree I went and i was working at the Odeon cinema at the time and i kind of managed to find my way into doing some local marketing kind of and and ended up working as a kind of promotions like coordinator for like local marketing for films that were coming through and i kind of through working with like friends there i kind of just got when that maybe maybe there is maybe there's maybe there's courses that i could do and then so i had like two years out of education and then Applied to do the Masters back at Hallam, which was all practical. practical. And that's kind of where it came from, really. So I kind of ended up just making something to show them that I had some idea of what I wanted to do. And then and it kind of went from there, really.
0: I mean, it's it is really interesting when you think about how accessible, essentially, filmmaking is nowadays because of the iPhone and, and the way that anyone could legitimately make a, make a little film or something. Even if it's just you know, capturing an event or a, you know whatever, and sticking it up online. Whereas when we were growing up, <laughs> we didn't have that.
1: No, I, I think the it's been interesting to see that progression.
0: Was, has it had a, a big impact on the in the industry from your perspective? Would you say?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just a wealth of of content out there now, and that poses its own challenges because. The I think the accessibility is like you say has has kind of improved and become pretty democratized really. So anyone can but you know. What,
0: yeah. Impact does it have on the quality and how do you curate that content?
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, for for me personally, I think it always it's still. Um, it's the concept and the the script really that still counts. Yeah. You know, even if it's, whether it's shot on an iPhone or whether it's shot on 35 mil, you know, it's.
0: If there's no, there's no plot and you don't care about the characters, then what's the point? That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 So you're a freelancer in videography and video editing. Yes. That's right. As well as running, co-directing celluloid screens. That's right. Yeah. And how long have you done that for? Is it, do you enjoy that side of work or is it kind of bread and butter
1: income? um i do enjoy it um i think i always would prefer it to be slightly more creative than it is sometimes but i think that's okay but then through the entire time i've been running the the horror festival i've always worked full-time at the same time as it gosh so
0: when do you ever sleep I,
1: i'm very tired
0: Yes, you will be. <laughs> yeah, because you are also a parent to to some humans and some cats.
1: Yeah, I, I put humans slash cats. Yeah, I didn't want you to think it while, was like a it. island of Doctor Moreau situation. <laughs> you know, some kind of hybrid. No, they are two separate things. Fine. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Good. That is reassuring. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: but yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky balance a lot of the time because running a festival is kind of a you know
0: full time thing, and you and you have to work. What twelve months in a? How long is the planning?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we opened for for the twenty twenty edition. We opened film submissions and started to like. That's when we kind of start and, to
0: collate the content.
1: Yeah, and that that started mid December. Gosh. So it's it's kind of we have about a battle month where we go right. Let's not, let's not do anything for a bit. Um, I mean that that well that never stops. We always we always think about horror that never that never stops. Yeah. Okay. Good. The work we have to go. Let's just have a a breather for a little bit.
0: Yeah. So is the for those who haven't been to the celluloid screams, just talk us through uh, what it is and how it works and 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 what happens there. So what can people expect?
1: Okay. Um, So. As we've said, Celebrate Screams is Sheffield's horror film festival. Um, It takes place at the showroom, uh, showroom cinema, and it's basically it's now three and a half days of the best new horror films that you may not have seen or heard of yet. Um, So there's like the films that we showed back in October. A few of them are now coming out in february march so it's it's all pre all the new films are previews so it's it's kind of like the first place certainly locally that you're going to see a lot of this stuff
0: gosh that's really exciting isn't it how do you get hold of that content um or is it it a secret no it's not it's not (laughs) a
1: secret um we we have really good relationships with distributors and sales agents from all over the world really and we we kind of it's a mixture of kind of curation in that way so we're reaching out to companies and trying to find the, the best most interesting most vibrant stuff yeah. and also we have the submission process which is filmmakers and producers sending their films to us as well okay. um
0: and how many submissions altogether approximately do you hmm. get do you reckon
1: i think last year it's not huge huge amounts because I know, I know in uh i've done work for some of the festivals as well um and their numbers are crazy like We're not like Sundance Film Festival level of submissions, but we... Yet. Yet, that's true, yeah. Yeah. So in the sort of 300, 400 mark, I would say, for short films and features.
0: And who is the curating panel? Do you um, watch all of those films?
1: We do, yeah. So there's three of us who are in the programming team. That's myself. There's Polly, um, who is the co-director, and Lucy, who is my partner and also I was going to
0: ask about Lucy who is cited as one of your big inspirations yeah and I was going to ask if she was involved and I thought she must be because it sounds like you are two peas in a pod across across the board I think so yeah even in terms of birthdays
1: very much so yeah we both we share the 20th of August as our birthday oh um which is um
0: so really that's my two of my best friends also share your birthday excellent the best people (laughs)
1: um so yeah it's uh, you know we uh We've been together um, four years now. So, you and Lucy? Yeah. Where um, did
0: did you meet doing, doing horror?
1: Um, no, we met actually um, when we were at, at both working at Sheffield Live TV. Okay. Oh, right. Um, I was the production manager there and she was the administrator who was kind of working in the office and we kind of got to know each other uh, through that really.
0: So. Yeah. And you said, "Come and do this great, great festival."
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in a way, she she obviously does have a choice, but she doesn't have she a choice. Sort of doesn't. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's happening in her house, whether she likes it or not, really. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, no, Luckily she's on board with it. So, yeah, so it's yeah. working okay. Definitely, yeah.
0: Um, do you feel like which what year is it in now? Did you say this? This will be the twelfth. The twelfth year, and. Do you feel like every year you have to outdo yourself from the year before and put on a new event or get someone even greater than John Landis? It's a girl. Do you put that kind of pressure on yourself to deliver every year?
1: I think I probably do. I think I probably shouldn't Um, because, I mean, last year was was a strange one for us, really. 2019, we didn't through various um, circumstances we 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 had some uh, special guests locked in um with so mostly people connected to the film some of the films that we were showing yeah. and through a series of kind of misfortunes then people through what people having to go and work elsewhere and stuff we the guest kind of quota just kind of disappeared so we were like
0: It's tough.
1: It's annoying, yeah. And it and
0: and, had you sort of advertised it, and was it set in stone in your eyes? You kind of that's that's that pretty
1: much, yeah. Or there was ones where we were kind of like, "This is ninety nine percent there, and we've announced the films, but we can that you know a little a couple of weeks down the line, we can go oh, and joining us for this film, we'll have these people. Q and A, and yeah. So that kind of that was an element that didn't quite come together for us last year. So it was. It was kind of always there in my head. It's like it's not something's missing there, yeah. and and we kind of asked around a little bit some of our regulars, and literally no one was that fussed. They were like, "It's as good as it we've ever had is." Had a lovely time. Yeah, yeah. they're like the pro- the film program is probably my favorite of all of them, and we've got people who've been for the for the whole twelve years. Really, and yeah, so I think there is a risk of. of because you're so close to it that you're like, why isn't it? Why are we not scaling those heights and getting bigger and bigger and bigger every time?
0: Yeah. It's like having your own. Well, I might have never run a festival, but um, I imagine it's a bit like, you know, having a birthday party where you just can't enjoy yourself because you're so worried about is everyone else having a nice time? Has everyone got enough cake? Is Auntie Julia speaking to anyone? You know, all of that kind of like, is everyone else okay? Is this going well? And you can't actually really enjoy it, or do you do you find that there are moments where you can go, wow, look at what look at what's happening, and look at what we've achieved?
1: Yeah, I think there are definitely moments like that, and I think it's it's definitely the the first thing you said as well that you you are constantly going, why is that not why why is that thing not three centimeters to the right? Yeah. It's it's that kind of, that level of Manisha, yeah, yeah that you sort of want to be you want everything to be right i mean for me the 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 ideal model for guests for guest attendance and kind of what we what we kind of got to the bottom of when we were asking people is that it was it's a sense of spectacle that when you're you know when we, obviously we didn't have those guests it just lacked that a little bit mm-hmm. so but for me the model that we are always trying to get to is 2014 we had um brian eusner who was the producer of reanimator and uh, directed a bunch of movies he he came over so we had him and we also had um some guys from uh, there are filmmaking collective from canada called Astron six i don't know if you know those guys
0: i, I don't but joe our producer is nodding yeah. very very enthusiastic <laughs> he's the film, film buff here
1: so that was a really good for me, that's that's the ideal because it's a good combination of you've got a kind of classic guest that every that most people know have seen his films, and you get all the stories and you get all the the sort of the the war stories and stuff of of, sure. of making those films, and you have brand new people who are kind of on the cusp of becoming big themselves. So that's a nice combination balance. of
0: existing and emerging talent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I've always kind of considered that to be what we would want to have. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't. No, it, it's it's a fairly specific thing to to try and get every time.
0: Yeah, and you, you kind of have to. You, you can't control all those elements, can you? No,
1: once? absolutely not.
0: Um, one of the proudest, understandably proudest moments uh, of celluloid screams to date was managing to land John Landis. Yeah. Do you, do you, why? Why? I mean, why is he such a personal hero of yours?
1: Um. I mean, in terms of horror, it's a, he directed an American, American Wolf in London. There's there there is no better horror comedy for me. Okay, I think it's incredible. Um, and he's such a character as well, and he he brings the his personality is just like it, it just comes through in everything that he does. So. I was going
0: to say after you'd met him, did you did you feel like? You could see him even like coming through the films when you when you watch them again
1: i think so yeah
0: that's so john
1: yeah that's right that's (laughs) it um so yeah i mean that was a an interesting one because it started off probably about sort of four or five years prior to it actually happening that um, john's wife deborah was doing a talk because she's she designed she's a costume designer she, she worked on a lot of his films um, so everything through blues brothers uh, coming to america american werewolf she she's done all, all the costume designers her and she she had a i think it was at the vna she had a, an exhibition um, that she curated and um she came to sheffield hallam to do a talk and somebody uh, just messaged me it's like I get? think John John might be with her like for this. And he was just there in the audience shouting out, making a nuisance of himself. That's <laughs> um, what you want
0: from a partner, isn't it? Really, really supportive.
1: That's it, yeah. Making it about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um and so we we kind of got tickets to that, um, went along, and about 10 minutes before it was due to finish, fire alarm goes off. Oh god. So everybody kind of ushered out the bottom of the auditorium onto Howard Street outside the city, city campus. So we stood there. It's freezing because I think it was like February. Um, and John Landis has stood there just chatting. And I'd I'd prepared like an invitation letter to say, come to our festival. This is our, you know, this is last year's program. You know, um, I think the year before we showed a film that he'd like exec produced as well. Okay, so it's like good, good a in. bit of, yeah, a little bit of an in. And, um, we just were talking outside. I gave him this and he gave me his card and he was like, let's, you know, we'll, <gasps> let's, let's see. Yeah. Had that fire alarm not happened, they would have been whisked off through a different exit. We, I would, that would never it's have. fate stepping in, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah. Um, so then we, we kind of stayed in touch via email. Um, and over time it kind of came to right okay we'll we'll, this this is the the year year. um and he he was like yep it sounds good we'll we'll commit to that and then before we announced luckily um he emailed me and said i've got to be in los angeles on that weekend and it's like right okay he said but i'm going to be in london the week before so if that's any use to you i could come up Cover for the train. I'll come up. We'll do the. We'll do a, an in conversation. It's not going to be in the festival, but if it's any use to you, and I'm thinking, if it's any use,
0: it's quite helpful. Yeah, yesterday. it's
1: like you, you, all right. Yeah, it's like tell you what. Yeah, you. That's that sounds good. That's,
0: that sounds like a good happy medium.
1: Yeah. So. So it
0: was you interviewing him.
1: Um, it wasn't me actually. I I kind of delegated this one. I've done this a couple of times where I've kind of got someone else to do it.
0: Do you regret that, or are you pleased with that decision?
1: I'm kind of pleased with that decision no, firstly because he kind of made the whole thing about me a little bit because he was like going the reason this has happened and he told the whole story of how we'd met outside the oh, th- lovely it's just this is good isn't it um he, so he told that whole story and he was he was, saw it as a I'm here to promote the festival that's happening next week and he kind of approached Perfect. it like that and, and, also-
0: and do you think it worked
1: I think so, yeah, because yeah. I mean it was it was a full like four hundred and fifty people watching, so I think it really did work, and also the reason I kind of delegated that a little bit um was that I can sit back and enjoy it as well, yeah, so
0: yeah, because otherwise it's just just slightly too much pressure, isn't it
1: yeah, I think so, yeah so so t- the the kind of final note on on that story really is that I had the um uh, Paul Davis's American Wheel from London making of book. Um, and I was like, okay, right. Uh, John, will you sign it? So um, he was like, he kind of. Uh, so, and I got it home and I looked at it and it said to Rob, see, I told you I'd show up, John Landis, <laughs> and the date. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I've got
0: goosebumps. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, no one's really going to top that, are they? Who are they? <sighs> who's, who's next on you?
1: Weirdly, somebody that. I'm hoping to try and snag, and it's somebody that I've I've been in touch with before, and again it's schedules and it's that persistence of trying and trying again. Um, is Joe Dante. Right. Um, who's coming to Sheffield Horicon in May?
0: Right. Everyone needs to go there with with some signs That's
1: and picket the event. Yeah, I think say
0: so. come back yeah. in October.
1: So I'm hoping that I might be able to kind of grab him um it might even be that because we for the festival we go to Cannes every year programming and it falls on the same time so I'm now I'm like I'm gonna have to come back early I think in order to to do this you're
0: gonna have to John Landers him aren't you I think so yeah
1: Yeah. that's that I'm gonna yeah you're
0: gonna pull a John yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay I just want to talk a little bit about um your relationship to the city Mm. so Am I right in thinking you came here to go to university and then stayed?
1: That's right. Yeah. Like many like so people. many
0: people do, because it's so bloody great. Yeah. Um and again, like lots of people that I talk to on this um podcast, they cite the people as one of the biggest perks of the city, I suppose. And I would agree with that. Um, you aside, Joe. Joking. Joking. Um <laughs> The, the one thing you'd say that you might change is to shout more about what we do as creatives in the city. I 100% agree with that, and that's what Curious is all about. But how do you think, like, how do we do that as a city? Like, what 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 does that involve? How do we shout more about what we do creatively?
1: I'm not really sure, because I think... It shouldn't be about comparing us, uh, comparing cities with other cities. I think because sometimes, but you. But having said that, you think of somewhere like Manchester mm-hmm. or Leeds to some extent, um, and a lot of other cities who are really good at, at having that sense of kind of pride and and sort of being very. Um, it's not even about. It's not about boasting or being kind of. Arrogant about it, but it's about going. Well, we, we do this, and it's great. Yeah, you know, it's
0: just about being proud of it. I it? think
1: so. Yeah. As for how we do that, I'm not really sure because I think Sheffield is kind of intrinsically reserved a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's that kind of um, that is sort of like humble. I suppose it's 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 about being humble and not not wanting to show off. Um, but I think there is a balance that we can find that we're showcasing and not showing off. But yeah. Actually we should show off. We've got loads to show off about.
1: Oh yeah, I would agree with that and and it's something that I really think particularly with with Cellular screams is that we um we're kind of known internationally, you know, we we've got filmmakers and and uh, and just people who come in from abroad to the fe- specifically to the festival.
0: See, that's amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And and we,
0: yeah we need we need more recognition of of that I think, and it, it's amazing that that you've kind of made that happen, and you're doing something amazing for the city, but that is a complete passion project, and that must be i mean a great, but also really, really inspiring to think that you're making a living, making a life out of. Something that is so hugely important to you.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. And the thing that I I commented on somebody uh, on on Facebook actually was uh, had posted a thing. A, a guy who's like a, a genre journalist in the states, and he posted a thing saying, "What was the one word that you would use to describe a genre festival?" And my response was community. Yeah, because I think that's that's it. And we have created a community of horror fans and that's the thing that i think i enjoy the most about it you know it's it's great the being able to spend time with your heroes is is brilliant but i think bringing people together into a room to share something like that is that's what it's about really yeah
0: yeah would you i mean can we have more horror events throughout the year does it all have to be in one lovely three and a half day long celebration but it'd be great to have a bit more horror around, she says nervously.
1: I absolutely agree. And it's something that we are looking at. Um, I think having more events like year round would be great for us because I think we've had these discussions in the team as well of like, when we cuz the way we normally do it is we'll announce the the full program for the festival um usually around the second week of september so okay but that only gives us kind of about 6 weeks of time to sell it to the city and to sell yeah. it to to you know and we we're very fortunate that we've got hard a hardcore kind of audience that will be on it straight away and yeah. it and it's grown really organically over that time um that we haven't had to pay for like thousands of fake facebook likes or any of that kind of stuff it's, it's literally such an
0: achievement in this in this climate of yeah sort of mark fake marketing i suppose
1: yeah and it's something that i've seen i've seen other festivals do it and it just it, you can see through it straight yeah. away it's ridiculous but Lack
0: of authenticity
1: yeah totally and i think that's what we that's something that's re- at the heart of it really is the we always want there to be an integrity to the, to the the center of of the festival as an organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I think I've, I may have said it in the, in the questionnaire that the audience is at the heart of what we do always. It always has been Um, because I, you know, I kind of got into this partly by, Going to other other film festivals with my own films and seeing what worked maybe and what didn't and yeah. and I knew that when I was if I was sat at another festival and I was like why what is what? why have they bothered with this film this is you, you can tell when something isn't done for the right reasons yes
0: um, and actually you do some very nice shout outs to other creative organisations who are doing it the right way. Um, Cinema for All now then Sensoria Spirit of Independence Film Festival Callum Island Film Club I didn't actually know about them they're quite new okay so what 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 makes them great Um,
1: I think to be honest anyone that's kind of getting out there and doing screenings in you know not necessarily in a traditional setting but that is doing something that they're like I'm really passionate about this and I want um I, I want it to be seen you know yeah um it may be films that you've already seen it may not and that's that's the hard thing i think for particularly for get people starting things like that up is that
0: so many hoops to jump through aren't there
1: that's true and also reaching that audience with something that's not immediately like recognizable you mm-hmm. know i think the the kind of classic screening sort of series thing that that is, you know, there's a lot of that goes on. But I think sometimes it tends to fall back on it's the Goonies or it's the Grease or it's Dirty Dancing. And and it and those, those films are fine, but they're not... They're, it's not
0: really creating the next generation of film watchers per se. It's not particularly innovative or mind-opening.
1: No, uh, I think that's the thing. And I think when you're trying to do that, and that's one of the hardest things, I think, with... Running a festival as well is particularly when you're dealing with brand new films. They are films. It helps when you've got Nicolas Cage in it. I will say that. Yes. Because people, you know, that, it's the universal language of Nicolas Cage yeah. that um, that will is a, a selling point to people. So, like when we screen Mandy, for example, that was sold out straight away. Just done. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. Yeah, that's it. Um, but it is tricky, and I, the the best way I've seen it, heard it described is from um, a. Festival programmer from a festival that I went to in Montreal, um, which is called Fantasia, which is the best festival I've ever been to. Amazing. And the guy who's the guy called Mitch Davis is the programmer for one of the programmers for Fantasia described it as you have to be like a carnival barker, which I really love that as an an analogy. It's like that kind of sideshow step right up roll up yeah it's like you have that's your role as a programmer you need to be shouting from the rooftops like a carnival barker is the was the thing that he said yeah me too and
0: also i love that term carnival barker
1: yeah i've I've heard it a few times but i've been listening to quite a few kind of us like horror podcasts and that's um a term that's that is a term apparently coming from like traveling circuses and carnivals and i'm gonna
0: try and incorporate it into my daily um Daily chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Rob, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, thank you. Can you just let people know where they can find out more about Celluloid Screams and, and indeed you?
1: Um, so we have our website, which is uh, www.celluloidscreams.co.uk. Um, we ha- we're we at Celluloid Screams on Facebook and Instagram, and we're at Chef Horrorfest. From a phase when I was going through, going for, should we just use Chef Horrorfest to keep it simple? <laughs> um, we're at Chef Horrorfest on Twitter as well.
0: Brilliant. Well, I can't wait. See you in October. um Good luck with the programming, and thank you for chatting.
1: Thank you very much. A curious arts production.